Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good afternoon, this is Tommy Pate, Taking Care of Business. Today is the second week, well, this week is the second week of September. I continue to slog through the radio show without my cohort in crime, George. He's still on vacation, the slacker that he is. This is what happens when you allow your children to work with you, then you just... Let them go off the deep end and not work. But today, I thought I'm going to make this easy on myself. I'm going to have a, a guest on the show uh, who is a lot smarter than I am about a lot of different areas. But first, let me go through the intro, and then we'll talk about Alicia. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. We're an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, North Carolina, just outside of Greenville. Our phone number is 252-304-1019. 252-304-1019. You can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, that's www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that rotate through it. It has upcoming events. I believe our next one is a retirement seminar slash Social Security in Greenville, the 8th and 9th of October. It has links to Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, it has our schedule and how to get up with us if you want to sit down and talk with us. And last but not least, it has the podcast, Taking Care of Business. We're on 19 different podcast platforms. So as George would say, pick out the one that has our prettiest logo, and that's where we are. Now, today we have our get, we have a guest, Alicia Barnett. She's the Senior Vice President of Care Planning for a Financial Independent Group. Ms. Barnett, how are you? I don't hear anything, Michael. Hello. Can you hear me? There we go. Now I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Great. You disappeared for a minute. How are you doing? You, you disappeared for a long time. I didn't know if I, what I, what was happening. Well, you know, I'm just a. Um, uh, when you get on the radio like I do, you just kind of get carried away. You become your own superstar in your own mind, and you just don't shut up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia is is on the show today to talk with us about her specialty, which is long-term care. Now, I have known Alicia for 20-plus years. She is, uh, at this stage in life, I think you're 32. Is that right? Oh, I started when I was 12, so you're about right. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> now, Alicia is, is the long-term care planning expert. As uh, as I become older, I'm 63 now, uh, obviously we the clients are getting older with us, and so we get more and more into the need for long-term care. Alicia, first of all, the easy question, why do people need or want long-term care insurance? What is it? Absolutely. Well, the truth is, as we get older, we could become frail and need some type of care. And uh, I've heard and uh, <laughs> you know, that 70% of people over the age of 65 are going to need some type of care. One in five will need five or more years. So, you know, the reason that we need these solutions and the reason that I have a solution is so that my kids can supervise the care rather than provide the care, Right. Uh, you know, oftentimes the oldest daughter might quit her job, move in with you. Maybe you'll move in with her and she'll, uh, you know, give up her life as she knows it, as any decent child would because we love our, our parents, right? So um, these solutions are really to help uh, help you pay for that care. So instead of, again, having your family provide the care, it will help pay for home care or assisted living or nursing home 
Uh, it's a tax about tax efficiencies and pennies on the dollar leverage for long-term care expenses. Well, you just, and you just made a comment that I think is important, but most people don't realize that the, the long-term care contracts in today's environment pay for home health care, and they actually would rather you be at home than be in a nursing facility. Uh, That's absolutely right. I, I agree 100%. In fact, I have a plan so that I don't have to go into a nursing home. We'd certainly all rather receive care in the, in the comfort of our home, uh, you know, instead of a nursing facility, when, where it's actually a lot more expensive. It's about twice as much as home health care providers. It, now, I, I know you're in Charlotte, bigger city than, than where I'm at, but in North Carolina, what's the average cost if you if you needed uh, at, uh, you know, care at, at home? What's the average monthly expense for something like that? Well, in our area, uh, it's going to run around almost $5,000 a month for home care, around $4,400 or $4,500 for assisted living, and we're upwards of almost $9,000 a month for nursing homes. So it, it's gotten quite expensive and i think the national average is about ninety thousand dollars a year how do okay if you don't have long-term care how do people pay for it where's it come from well oftentimes it comes out of your own pocket um and if you don't have the money to pay for it then certainly your family's going to step in i've always said this if you don't have a plan your money is your plan a lot of people think the government's going to take care of you uh and there is medicaid you know it's a great program for those that need it but I don't know about you. I don't want to spend down my hard-earned assets to be able to qualify for Medicaid because you do have to be impoverished. Uh, and it typically doesn't provide care in the home. It provides care in a nursing home. And that's, again, where we don't want to go, right? Absolutely. And and that brings to a, a, a good point. Um, uh, George and I went to a, a, a workshop that you actually sponsored several years ago. And I did not know this, but uh, go, can you explain, like, most people don't realize that if you don't have this long-term care insurance and you do encounter some type of debilitating health situation that you may very well leave your spouse or your partner totally impoverished when you pass away. Uh, and I don't think people realize that I actually bought long-term care insurance for ginger and I more to, more to protect ginger than myself because, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but as I understand it before Medicare will step in, you have to have an income of no more than what is it two thousand dollars a month that's correct uh that's that's and that's again that's combined income that's uh they take the state takes into fact you know both both uh, the husband and the wife's assets so you literally could have to spend down all of your assets and then leave your spouse with nothing uh, you could keep your home but that's not going to pay the bills and uh you know keep you in your home very long if you can't afford you know to pay the electric bill uh, and for your food. So you, you literally could, could could make your spouse impoverished if you have to spend down those hard-earned assets to even qualify for Medicaid. What is the big, why do you, what's the biggest detriment why people don't look at long-term care? Is it a lack of education? Is it, you know, why, why is it not, not talked about more? I think it's talked about. I think the problem is, you know, statistics are great, but most people think that they're in the percentage of people that don't, you know, again, 70% of people need care, uh, but most people think they're in the 30%. And if they don't think it's going to happen to them, they don't put a plan in place. So um, it is really about educating people of the consequences of not having a plan. It's really more about your family uh, than your finances. I think it's the love insurance, you know, as you said it best, you're, you have a plan for, for gen, because of ginger, right? I have a plan because 
I don't want my husband to have to take care of me. I certainly don't want my kids to take care of me. And I want them to talk to each other when I die. Because long-term care doesn't bring families together. It tears families apart. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, uh, again, I think most people – I've been in practice 40 years, and I think most people go, well, that's I'm just going to die. That's not going to happen to me. Uh, And if I don't die, then my children will have to take care of me. And you and I have talked before about how – well, let's talk about my situation. I've got – my mom is 89 years old, lives by herself still, uh, but doesn't drive. My sister lives, oh, I don't know – 10 minutes away from her so uh but my sister has spends a lot of time just checking on my mom because my mom's 89 years old and there are no really health issues here that you know to to speak of and i I think of the enormous amount of time my sister spends every week now who my sister's 68 kind of looking after my mom and imagine how uh, much more difficult that would be if there was a health situation in place uh, it already impacts my sister's life considerably with a healthy 89-year-old. What would it be like if you had an unhealthy 89-year-old? And I don't think people realize the impact that's going to have on your adult children. And here's a newsflash. Right. Yeah, here's a newsflash, guys. You're not going to like this, but hey, that's uh, that's me. Your adult children do not owe you their life to take care of you when you get older. Yes, you brought them into the world. Yes, you fed them and sustained them and brought them up and yes they should help you but they don't shouldn't be in position where they have to sacrifice their life and their lifestyle to accommodate you because you didn't make the right decisions fair statement it's a very fair statement and and one thing uh, that people also don't take into consideration is that taking care of the chronically ill can make you chronically ill and my mother for example uh my my uh, mom has been twice widowed uh, my stepdad passed away at the beginning of the pandemic, but she, he was sick for roughly eight months before he died. And I watched my mom. I mean, it nearly killed her taking care of him. Uh, and now that my dad is not around anymore, uh, there's four of us kids. I'm the oldest daughter, closest proximity. I live an hour and 15 minutes one way. I have a brother who lives 10 minutes away. He's not a care. My brother that's 10 minutes away is not even a caregiver. Like, for example, my mom got covid uh, pretty bad seven or eight months ago. I, you know, again, I live one way, a hundred, uh, an hour and 15 minutes away. I went down every day for two weeks to make sure that she had food, make sure she had medicine, make sure I looked through the glass door to, to make sure she was okay. And I have twin boys. They're 16 years old and a full-time job. I travel a lot, but I took, you know, again, time out of my day to go down and see if mom was okay. Tommy asked me, asked me how many times my brother that was 10 minutes away went over. <laughs> I probably don't know the zero. answer to that, do I? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. he, zero. Yeah. You can't see my face. But no, honestly, um, you know, I would say it in front of him. He's just not a caregiver. So what's that going to look like when my mom actually needs care? I have two other siblings. They're, they're roughly, you know, four hours and five hours away. So again, typically it's one person takes on more of the caregiving than others. And uh, and then what's going to happen at Christmas and, and Thanksgiving? There's going to be some resentment, right? Maybe I'm mad because my brother's not helping or, or my little brother who's four hours away is calling me, telling me what to do with mom's money. It's really, again, long-term care uh, solutions are really about the family because uh, your life doesn't end if someone else's does. So as you said, your sister has been you know, taking a lot of time out of her life to make sure mom is okay. And that's what we do because we love our parents. But 
uh, it is difficult. And depending on the stage of your life, I might be, have grandkids or, you know, who knows where I might be when my mom needs it. Well, actually, I hope I don't have grandkids by then. But, um, you know, my mom's, my mom's pushing 80. If she needs care, I'm in my prime earning years. I, again, I travel a lot. What's that going to look like? So it is really important to have solutions to be able to to have alternative caregivers and uh, again have allow for your your family to supervise that care rather than provide the care. All right, elephant in the room: long term care, and I'm air quoting, is expensive. And uh, you know, as somebody that recommends it to clients, that's typically the the pushback uh, because it, it is expensive. How do uh, from a from a, I know what I tell people about it, but from a, an expert's position, you're talking long-term care could be anywhere from you know fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year of of of, of premium. Uh, most most contracts we recommend are ten year pay, so it's paid up in ten years. But how do you encourage people to to get past that significant premium outlay? Well, really, Tommy, I mean, it's too expensive compared to what? If you don't have a plan, imagine how much, you know, writing a check for that much, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a year out of pocket every month. I mean, that's, that's expensive. Uh, and some of the nice things about these newer solutions is they have a, they have a benefit whether you live, whether you quit or whether you die. So unlike the old school traditional long-term care, which is still a good solution. It's the cheapest way to buy the most amount of long-term care. But if you pay into it all these years, you know, there's no death benefit if you don't use it. There's no exit strategy. It's like renting. Uh, Whereas these newer solutions called asset-based long-term care, which is what you typically recommend, uh, and you, again, set it up on a 10-pay, premiums are guaranteed. But if you die and never use it, there's a death benefit. So you're still you're still getting a value out of that uh, premium dollar, even if you never need care. But if you do need care, it is pennies on the dollar leverage. It is uh, tax efficient. It, I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong because you have that benefit, whether you live, whether you quit, or whether you die. So I think people need to make sure they understand that there are alternative solutions, because I think historically when people hear long-term care, they think of the old school traditional, which again, isn't bad. Uh, but there's not a lot of value if you died, you don't ever use it. If that makes sense. Yeah, let's talk. We can talk about myself and without violating any any financial confidentiality laws. But you know, Ginger and I, I'm I'm 63. She's uh, 61. We bought our long term care. I think when I was 56. Uh, we pay just a hair under eighteen thousand dollars a year, and we'll pay that for 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 ten years. So, my total outlay for our long term care will be one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Now, by any stretch of the imagination, that's you know that's a that's a chunk of change. But here's the deal: if we don't use long our long term care at our death, our children are going to get a hundred and brought out one hundred seventy thousand dollars back. If we do use it, they're going to get one hundred seventy thousand minus what we use. And if we use more than one hundred seventy thousand, they don't get anything, but we're getting you know every bit of our dollar back. So. Worst case scenario, in my case, uh, if if we spend the money, hundred eighty grand, and we never use it, it costs me essentially ten thousand dollars because somebody is guaranteed to get at least one hundred seventy back in terms of care, in terms of uh, death benefit, and and that ten grand over my lifetime uh, protects my family, everything that we've worked hard to build up. 
long, you know, I was I was taught years ago that um, you buy life insurance because you love somebody, and I think long term care is even a bigger love somebody because basically life insurance it guarantees your ability to make a living that kind of thing. Long term care guarantees everything that you built gets passed down to your spouse or or, or to your children. And when you do the math on it, we we and we've seen some pretty extreme cases. We've seen some. We've got some clients out west that have substantial premiums, premiums that are thirty and forty thousand dollars a year, uh, which is a lot of money. But over ten years, they'll pay in three fifty four hundred thousand dollars. But they've got a two or three or four or five million dollar estate that they could lose everything if they didn't have this. In the event of their death, their kids are going to get two-thirds of the money back. And, and so people have to look at it like that. You, it's, it's easy. And I've actually, Alicia and I have talked before about this because how do you present to a client, hey, this is a good idea, $20,000 a year. But you have to look at it over in terms of your lifetime. Okay, I'm going to spend twenty thousand dollars a year for ten years to guarantee that my children and my wife get that four million dollars that I worked so hard to build up. What age should people start thinking about long term care? Well, honestly, you've never been younger and healthier than you are today. So, I, and I say that jokingly, but but in all seriousness, you are you are healthier when you're younger. So, I encourage people to start looking at long term care, you know, as early as they can afford it. So. Um, I'd say the average age of a policyholder is getting younger every year. I would say 58 is probably the average age. Um, I've seen people that are 35, 40 years old buy a policy. So, again, um, you've never been younger and healthier than you are today. And the older you are, the more expensive it is. So I would encourage you to start looking at it now. Uh, don't wait. And your health can change, too. That 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 can uh, pose an issue. So, Health does buy the, you know, take into consideration when you purchase these policies. So, again, most people, the younger they are, the healthier they are. So, I would say in your fifties is, is a good time to start looking at it. Don't wait till you're older until it's too late and you have health ailments and you can't qualify. That's a, that's a big factor that you have to consider. Well, one thing too that uh, the the modern long term day contracts uh, have the availability of putting a, a a compound interest rider on them, where the the benefit increases by three or four or five percent every year, not the price, but but the benefit. And so, if you you know, if you buy a long term care contract and you're in your forties, it's paid up by the time you're in your fifties, and by the time you get to your sixties and seventies, when theoretically you would be more inclined to use it then because of that compound interest growth, you've got a significant benefit. And so often people, as you say, people want to wait. And, you know, I was a paramedic for 27 years. So I did see some things where people in their 30s and 40s were incapacitated for the rest of their lives. I mean, it, it, it can happen at any time. Um, if you've got questions about this, give us a call at 252 252- Three zero four one zero one nine. Alicia, what is the biggest reason you think people don't don't look at long term care? Again, I think the biggest reason is is people just simply don't think it's going to happen to them. So, um, you know, make sure you're educated. Make sure you know it can happen to you. Make sure that you know that it, even if you don't think it will, and it might not, what would the consequences of uh, you know be if you didn't have a plan in place? What would that look like for your family? What would that look like for your finances? 
So I think, again, the biggest reason typically is because people just simply don't think that they're going to need any type of care. I would, I would uh, one of the few times in my life I'm going to disagree with you, I think the biggest reason is that we don't do our job and tell people about it. Um, well, that's that's definitely part of the problem as well. There aren't there aren't enough people out there educating people about the uh, what might happen if you need care. So I'm glad that you're on on the radio today, really sharing uh, why you know what is long term care, why you need it. Uh, I think more more financial professionals out there need to talk have the long term care conversation, and more families certainly need to have the long term care conversations. They need to be talking to their uh, sons and daughters and grandkids, healthcare power of attorneys about what that might look like. Where do you want to receive your care? Who do you want to take care of you? Those are all important things to discuss with your family. Well, from from uh, from a financial planner perspective, um, it's easy to, and this is uh, a very poor excuse, but it's easy to shy away from it because, again, it's a little. It, you know, it can be pricey. Not not over your lifetime, but looking at it up front. But more importantly, as as you said, people don't want to consider it uh, for some reason. People are are even more adverse to talking about long term care than they are about life insurance. Uh, I guess having being debilitated is scarier than 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 being dead. But um, the show last week we went over. Uh, I went over the different life cycles of of where you you know what you're doing in different times of your life, and I mentioned long term care from your fifties on, and I mentioned it again sixties and six and and in your seventies. If it, I just can't emphasize how easy it is to lose everything because you didn't take the time to 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 look at the potential for long term care. Uh, and by lose everything, I mean, like I said, in my case, I bought it because I didn't want my spouse to be bankrupt. Um, yeah. More detail than you want to know, but Ginger, my wife, is about 110 pounds, but has had high blood pressure since she was 20 years old. She's got genetic hypertension. She's a stroke candidate. All right. I've had cancer three different times. I'm kind of a cancer kid. So both of us have underlying health issues that didn't keep us from long-term care, but had the potential to, to be a, a very expensive problem down the road. And we can be an ostrich and put our head in the sand, or we can say, well, you know, I'm going to make sure that this is taken care of. I actually told Ginger that when we bought our long-term care, there's no one in the world that hates writing a premium more than I do. Uh, you know, I shouldn't feel that way because of what I do, but I despise it. But when I wrote the check, this is the first time I've ever written a premium that um, for anything, life insurance, whatever, that I didn't I didn't feel okay. Uh, I, I have closed the last gap in, in 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 my financial plan. If I die, there's life insurance yeah. plus our assets are in place. If I live, we've got assets to retire on. If I get wiped out because of some injury or illness, we're okay with that too. Uh, and I, I just can't emphasize enough to people what kind of peace of mind that brings. And uh, do not be, as, as Alicia said, don't be fooled and base your decisions on the long-term care that your parents bought. Because uh, that was some that, that was some bad stuff. It was the best they had at the time, but it was compared to what we have nowadays. It's uh, it's not even close to being in the same ballpark. Uh, closing thoughts, Alicia. What do you think? Give us our give us our last pitch for long term care, and why? Other than having the chance to talk to a splendid expert like yourself, um, <laughs> <laughs> close us up. Well, I'm I, I'm certainly thankful to be here today. You know, we're in the business, uh, Tommy, of having uncomfortable conversations, and 
Uh, you know, certainly long-term care is one of those, but everybody needs to take into consideration that one day you may live long enough to become frail and need some type of care. So now more than ever, it's important to really start talking about those uh, needs with your family. So if I could leave you with one thing, I would suggest go out, have the, even if you don't put a solution together, which I hope you do because, again, chances that you're going to need some type of care are pretty high, but at least have that conversation with your family. You know, again, as I said earlier in the conversation, if you don't have a plan, you know, your money is your plan. Well, have that conversation with your family. Which asset would you liquidate first if you needed care? And who would provide the care? Where do you want to receive receive the care? So have that conversation. Talk to talk to Tommy. Talk to your financial professional. It's an important conversation to have, and I certainly appreciate Tommy be, letting me come on the show to talk a little bit about you know my passion, which is long term care. So thank you again, Tommy, for having me. Well, thank you. And I, and I, again, I was just sitting here thinking, I was musing to myself when you were talking about, um, be realistic when your kids say, Oh, mom and dad, don't worry. We'll take care of you. Yeah. Okay. That's easier. That's pretty easy when dad can run a marathon, but so be realistic and think about the damage this is going to do to your family. Uh, if you don't take care of things like this, it, it is as much a part of your financial planning as life insurance, as retirement planning, as debt planning, it is absolutely critical. Uh, and if you don't take care of it, as Alicia said, it's going to get taken care of for you and not in a way that you're going to like. <laughs> let, let me assure you of that. Um, any final thoughts, Alicia? We've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, again, I just appreciate you having me on, Tommy. Again, uh, long-term care is important, and I certainly hope everybody goes and talks about it with their family as soon as possible. That's fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. You have made my show easy today. Folks, we appreciate you letting us ride home with you or sit with you. Look forward to visiting with you next week. This is Tommy Pate, Taking Care of Business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.